Good morning. For those of you who don't know my name, I am Jacques Short, and I am one of the several pastors who serve here at Crossroads Church and Ministries, and I also serve as an elder. Um, I am honored to be before you this morning, filling in for our senior pastors, Pastor Scott and Pastor Claire Lorich, in their absence today, and being able to continue on speaking from the series that we're in um, titled Resurrection Wave and which is simply talking about you know the story of Christ's resurrection and how it continues even until today which is um, so cool. Um, before we even get into this how about uh, just discerning here let's just take a minute I like to decree and, and pray um, a prayer decree real quick and ask that you uh, join me. Um, Father God, we come to you, first of all, thanking you for this opportunity just to offer ourselves to you in praise and in worship. And right now, we welcome the Holy Spirit in not only in this place, but we welcome the Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our mind, into our lives um, to Fill us to lead us and to guide us and to make us aware of ourselves and what you have for us and, and, and guiding us into your truth. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, this is going to be fun. Um, um, we're going to sp uh, speak. The message today on this resurrection wave is really cool. When I was asked to speak, it's, it's very weird how God just operates. It's like I was already thinking and ruminating and just, you know, in the title of today with Resurrection Wave, I was already kind of pursuing that on my uh, separate studies and just hearing from God. And then I was asked to speak about that that I was hearing. So that's awesome. And it happens not just this time, but every time I speak, God just pops up in some sort of way like that. So we want to go to Romans, the eighth chapter, the fifth through 11th verse. Now I have these glasses on, but it's a little dark, so I'm going to need to bring the word closer to my eyes. This is all new for me, so please bear with me. It's my first time wearing glasses in public. Um, all right. I can no longer hide my disability. In the fifth chapter of, uh, in the eighth chapter of Romans, in the fifth verse, it reads, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about things, sinful things. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that place, that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them are not Christians at all. 
Since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, your spirit is alive. And that word alive there means your spirit will bring you eternal life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's what I've been, been meditating on for weeks now and just basking myself in. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And that's what I want to speak to you. The point or the heart of the message today is that right there. And that can cause a major change, a major shift in your world, in your life. If you will, won't you repeat after me? The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. That was good. Now this time, I want to say it again, but this time, say it like it's something you believe. Like when I ask, what's your name? You don't say, oh, Jacques. You know, my name's Jacques. Nice to meet you. Okay, say it like it's something you believe, because we want, we want, today we want to make, we want to allow the Spirit of God to make a shift in our lives, okay? Repeat after me again, the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. We're going to say it one more time, but this time we're going to personalize it. We're going to personalize it, okay? Um, And this time when we say it, I'm going to pause and give you a moment to think about some things, okay? Because this needs to saturate in your spirit. The Spirit of God. Just think about the Spirit of God. If you want, close your eyes. Just picture the Spirit of God. And I'm going to give you a moment just to picture that in your mind. Repeat after me. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Just picture that. What does that look like to you? The, resur- the Spirit of God resurrecting Christ from the dead. Picture that. Picture the power of that. Now, the last part. Lives in me. Now close your eyes and picture that. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Just think about it. The word of God says it lives in me. It lives in you. Have you ever thought about it that closely? It lives in you. The awesome part about this is that Um, that I notice is verses 9 through 11 refers to the Spirit of God living in you on five separate occasions. In just 9 through 11, it speaks on five separate occasions, the Spirit of God living in you. It clarifies that the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, resurrected him, is the same Spirit who's empowering the resurrection wave today in our, in, and, and also living in us as believers, as followers of Christ. And when the Spirit lives in you, 
we are under his control, we are under his direction, and we are under his supervision. The spirit controls. We're under the spirit control. And what the spirit control means is actually allowing only one authority in our lives. And that is the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's what spirit control is. One authority in our lives, and that's the authority of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit does not live in those who cannot accept his authority. If you cannot accept the the authority of the Holy Spirit, he won't live in you. That's not what I say. That's what the Word of God says. That's what God spoke to us. You have to accept the Holy Spirit into your life and receive him and allow him to operate in your life, okay? Now, my challenge question for you, in order for us to move ahead, in order for you to embrace this word today, and in order for you to empower yourself at the next level, you must first answer this question. Are you willing to be under the authority of the Holy Spirit? It's done by, by simply accepting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. In the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, we're going to take a minute because I want to I read this because this is a very important step right here. And this is a step you may need to teach to your grandchildren, your children, your spouse, you know. You may need to share with a loved one, a friend, you know. So in Romans 10th chapter, the 9th through the 11th verse, it reads, For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who believes in him will not be disappointed. And other translations say it so, say it in another way. Anyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. I love that translation. When you believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he will never, ever put you to shame. So, with that being said, um, if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, either at home watching this on the internet or either here in the sanctuary, um, I want to give you this opportunity right now before I even move further um, to, to tap into that resurrection power, okay, by praying with you. Or maybe you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you haven't tapped into that power and you need to remind yourself of just the power and just who you are in Christ. And you need to remind yourself of whose you belong to. Then I encourage you to say that. See, I say the sinner's prayer maybe four times a week sometimes. Because oftentimes I need to remind myself of who I belong to. I need to remind myself of the power that I have. I can't just walk around saying I'm a Christian because to me that's not good enough. This is just me. I need to operate at at another level as a child of God because I'm a model for my children. I'm a model for my wife. I'm a model for my loved ones. I'm a model for my friends. I'm a model for those who don't even know Christ or never had the gospel preached to them. I'm a model to them so they can see the Christ that I live for. So sometimes I say it to myself. So right now, um, if that's you in any of those categories, I just ask that you say it with me. Say the prayer with me. Jesus, 
I come to you confessing with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I ask that you forgive me of my sins and that you fill me with your spirit to lead and guide me in your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Whether you've been saved and you encourage yourself, I high-five you right now, virtual. Mm. <laughs> I high-five you right now. Whether you never accepted Christ in your life, I high, double high-five you. You know, you have the gift of life now. Praise God. And now we can move on, and now you can begin to activate. You'll see why we had to step, uh, stop there and take that, take, um, go through that process. The Spirit of God is awesome. And now that you've received the Spirit of God, we want to examine what's on our mind. What's on your mind, I ask? Understand that thoughts controlled by the sinful nature dwell on selfish desires. And thoughts controlled by the Spirit dwells on what God desires. Pleasing the Spirit requires that every thought be taken captive by His Spirit. Every thought has to be taken captive by the Spirit of God. And that's called spirit control. And spirit-controlled thoughts flow from the mind of Christ. And what that basically means is, those spirit-controlled thoughts is that when you have sin in your mind, or you have, well, let's... You probably think that's too harsh. When you have thoughts in your mind that are not pleasing to God, sin. (laughs) And it's just ruminating in your mind and you or things that you don't feel comfortable with in your mind that you know is not pleasing. um, Spiritual control is having a practice to change that mindset, to switch the channel there. And that's spirit control. And... um, A verse that puts me in a spirit-controlled thought mindset is taken from 2 Corinthians 10th chapter and the 5th verse, where it says, We cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And that's an ongoing spiritual war that is constantly at my battle. So you know what? When I grab that That verse there, which is my spirit control, I knock it out every time. And it doesn't mean I say it once. Sometimes I got to say it five times, you know, to remember, you know, this is the power I have through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And so I got to say it again. And it's not one and done all the time. Sometimes I can say that scripture once, but you know something? It doesn't even have to be a scripture. It can be a a, 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 um, song. My wife uses song. She'll start to sing. Um, or it could be a, 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 a story. I don't know. Whatever cause, whatever you can grab from the, um, when I say a story, a story based on the word of God, whatever you can grab a hold to from God's word and speak that. That's the key thing. You must speak that because speaking, hearing yourself speak carries a wealth of power. There's power in the tongue that's unbelievable, okay? And when you hear yourself speak that, you begin to think that. Um, 
it's kind of just like, it's just like everybody knows. You know what this is, right? This is, I'm sure you do. This, this, this goes with my TV. This is a remote. Some people, remote control. Well, when I'm watching something on TV that I don't like and it's not pleasing to me or uh, I'm not interested in watching it, it's this button here, either a plus or a minus with the CH there, and I'll press that. And what does that do? Change the channel, right? But sometimes I change the channel. I press that button. I change the channel, and it provides me with something, a show that's no better than the show that I just turned from. So therefore, what do I do? I change the channel again. And then I change it to another channel, and the third channel is just as worse. So you know what's awesome about this little thing here? Is it's got this red button. So sometimes I find myself hitting that red button. And when I hit that red button, what happens? What do you think happens? It turns it off. It just totally shifts my mindset and shuts everything down. And that's the same thing. That's what I'm, what, what I'm conveying to you. You know, sometimes it's getting the job done, changing the channel. Sometimes we change it with a remote. Sometimes we get off our keister. And we go change it ourselves. And sometimes you're like my wife. She's going to get me. But it is a true story. You call upstairs to one of your sons and say, hey, come downstairs. Can you give me that remote or can you change the channel on the TV for me? <laughs> you know, whatever. It's all about getting, accomplishing your goal, right? Okay. So you have to realize that um, the Spirit of God controls the input into our minds. Without the Spirit's controlling input, all kinds of garbage of this world could rush into our minds. You know the saying, the old saying, uh, garbage in produces garbage out. Well, I like to, remind, like to remind some and notify others that Spirit in produces. Now, all Spirit is not good. So, good Spirit Godly spirit in produces godly spirit out. And what does that mean? What you feed into your life is what's going to be produced in those difficult times. Um, follow with me for a minute as we close here. Um, it was several years ago, many, many, well, several, many years ago, um, me and my wife were going through a difficult time and with spiritually, spiritually, not, not united together. But spiritually, we were going through a difficult time, and we weren't a part of a body that was feeding us in order to help us grow and in order to help us advance to the next stage in life. And we had challenges financial. We were challenged financial, and we had four boys with a huge appetite who were very young at that time. And so that was the situation we were facing. So think about it. What situations are you challenged with in your life? What situations are you facing? What are you looking at? What are some areas in your life you're like, Lord, I need you in this area right now? Well, we looked at that and we said, okay, we heard from, um, from God and we determined that we were going to come together and we were going to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us into what God's best was for our lives and for the lives of our children. And we said, Lord, wherever you take us, we'll go. 
So we searched for several months for a, a body, for a, uh, for a home, a church home, and nothing felt good because the stipulation the Spirit gave us is wherever you, when you go, wherever you leave, your kids need to be in conversation. You shouldn't prompt a conversation. Your kids will automatically say, ooh, this was fun. I like this. I like that. And your wife will be filled with the Spirit of God and feel um, security in that, in, that, in that home there. And you will be happy. So not only individually but corporately as a family, we would be blessed. And so that was the qualification of where we went. We couldn't find any place. And so we came back home, and it was several weeks later. My wife was meeting with um, the senior pastor here, Pastor Claire Lourdes. And I didn't know of anyone here at that time. Um, so she, well, I did, my family, the Thomas family. Um, but then my wife came in, and she said, you know something? Um, I feel that God is telling us to visit uh, church in Marshall. And I didn't know the name of the church or anything. I said, oh, okay. And at first I pushed back because of the stereotype I had in my mind and heard of Marshall. Um, I pushed back, but then the Spirit of God said, nope. Remember you said you're open and you're willing to my leading? Go. So I said, yeah, let's go. So I um, went and obviously we brought all the kids. We all came. And to make a long story short, this was over 18 years ago, and I'm blessed to be here celebrating the 30th anniversary month of Crossroads Church and Ministries. So at the same token, I ask you to think about what are your challenges right now? What's going on in your world? Well, I want to also ask that if you're fed up with whatever you're challenged with and you want to overcome that, just ask the Holy Spirit and give him permission and say, hey, lead me, guide me, and let's do this. Let's do this, meaning you're going to empower me to go forth and do it. Let's do this together. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's there with you. That's, what Je- that's who Jesus left for us when he was resurrected. He left him for us. So I encourage you to remember, in closing, is that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Be encouraged. Praise God. Before we go this morning, let's sing a song of praise. Our soul sings out for the goodness of God. And the love of God leads us forward into God's goodness and into our lives being changed and transformed. I've seen your goodness on the mountain I felt your love in the valley And your grace still surrounds me God, you've been good to me You've been good to me My soul sings And my so
together and let's receive uh, a blessing this morning and um, maybe even if you want to turn around because our friend Matt Blossom, our audio pastor in the back, he's got a microphone this morning and he's going to say our blessing over us this morning. I am so grateful for your words uh, this morning, Jacques. I, I just love the idea It's so timely and so needed. Just, just the concept that we can change the channel. And I, I don't want to add to what you said. I only want to share something that God spoke to me personally. So I'm kind of being transparent here. But in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. You know, I, I just love how we can change our mindset, change the channel, and start thinking about things that are lovely. So this week, enter into the activity of this week as companions of Jesus Christ and the Lord. Think on these things. Think on the things that are lovely and pure. And be blessed in all that you say and do this week. In Jesus' name. Have a good week, everyone.